0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
1: Future of Radio. Future of radio. the future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com.
2: I don't really see why I'm the one that has to come over to take care of this situation for you.
1: I did not know that I would react like that. But then again, I I didn't know that I was going to be in that
2: situation. I haven't seen you this unnerved.
1: I was to the point of tears. I I was was to the point of tears where I sat there and I kind of rocked for a second. It was fault. I don't know who else you
2: called yesterday, but when you called me, I have, you were in such a panic. I was like, oh no, something terrible has happened. What's ca- this? Just get yeah, it out. Something just tell bad me what's happening. Happen. Um, yeah, I didn't know it was a bug in your cup.
1: Hello, everyone. It wasn't just any bug, Greg. <laughs> it wasn't any bug. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio.
2: I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network out of Portland, Oregon, and then available via podcast podcast all over the internet <laughs> wherever podcasts interweb. can be found there was S. where the S was supposed to go Okay, the there. Um there thank you everyone for tuning in we're going to explain what's going on with Sarah I'm going to let her maybe take some deep breaths here for a minute I
1: don't even like thinking about it I was actually pulling just up a picture down, of it but you know what we shouldn't even put a picture of it in the chat you just shouldn't do it you shouldn't do it it's the worst bug ever That's so gross don't do it don't do it Don't do
2: it. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up for you today on the show, (laughs) including we're going to be joined by comedian Dax Jordan, who is going to be stopping by here in a bit. Not Sean
1: Jordan, Dax Jordan, (laughs) different Jordan.
2: I think that's more for you. Why don't you go ahead and call him Sean again to his face when he comes in here? Oh my
1: god, I'm such an idiot! I swear to God, get a couple beers of me at a comedy festival. I'm like, call Sean Dax, call Dax Sean. They don't even look very much alike. No,
2: they're not related either. Not
1: related at all. They're friends. Not related. Right? Yeah. I totally know them apart. Totally different styles of like know the difference. Totally different styles of comedy. Just maybe I should do the
2: talking today. You
1: probably should. Okay. Dax
2: Mm -hmm. Jordan going to be up here uh, on the show in just a little bit, and then we've got uh, plenty of other things. Do want to remind everybody, of course, Fun Employment Radio five-year anniversary party coming up on november 14th and uh of note right now thank you to everyone who has purchased tickets but also on that weekend is the swashbucklers ball which is happening november 15th mm-hmm. and if you go to funemploymentradio.com slash pirate there's a special discount if you want to buy tickets to both events and why not go to both events why not why not go to both why
1: not hate your your insides for you know the entire weekend or on sunday well, as you're trying Sunday. to re- as you're trying to rebuild your insides Who from this amazing weekend ever.
2: No, it's going to be awesome, and uh, yeah, you can go to funemploymentradio.com dot com slash pirate where you can pick up uh, tickets to both for a special discount, or just pick what up what a the complicated to URL,
1: Greg. I can't believe you came up with slash that.
2: pirate mm-hmm. <laughs> pirate. I know it's very very difficult. Um, all right, so so here we go. Let's let's talk about what what went on yesterday. Here's Sarah. Can you walk us through the horror, through the pain of what you've experienced?
1: I can. Well, I went for a run yesterday afternoon, okay. and then I got back. And, uh, just like
2: any horror story, it starts off nice. The girl's just was, going for a
1: run. It was raining outside. It Feeling was little,
2: great, though. It you was a little the drizzly. Yeah, but you know, you're know, you one of those girls. You, you like the rain. Did you go through like the, the cemetery?
1: I did run through you're the yeah. cemetery. <laughs> I ran through the cemetery. I swear I didn't
2: even know that. I just figured that it was exactly kind of creepy too.
1: It was pretty cool. So like ran through the ran through the cemetery, went through it for a nice long run in the rain because it's been so hot and I hate the heat. So I'm like, okay, this is great. This is my mm-hmm. kind of weather. So uh, ended up there running.
2: There she um, goes. Shut up. You know, start out start the horror movie.
1: Anyway, so uh, I was running and uh, as I do like before the end of my run, like I'll go because it's around dinner time. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get some food. So I went to the store, got myself some good food. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna make my. I'm going to make myself some dinner. So got these, like, I don't know. Right. You Because know, you're,
2: you're a girl doing it on your own. You live alone, but you're not afraid to live on your own.
1: I'm not. You know? You, I'm not afraid.
2: You know? You, you've you got everything worked out for you. And, uh, you know, you're just doing fine. And this is part of part of who you are. I'm trying to find the action. Yeah, what are you trying to do over <laughs> there? To, this
1: is my story, and you're distracting me. I'm, d- I'm trying to add to your story. I don't need trying any to addition to my it. story.
2: I think it does. You're telling a wonderful tale right now of horror that people want to hear.
1: What? That's not in a horror movie.
2: Yeah, but at the beginning, before things get horror, when you're running through like the park,
1: I don't even know what happens in your head sometimes. And then you go
2: to the store, and you're all that like, because you you start what off you all happy. What are you doing over there? You're starting off all happy in the horror story that you're telling.
1: All right. Well, I did go to the store. I had to get you're some of my the favorite.
2: Cemetery. You're unique. Yeah, you're doing your things your own I'm way. New,
1: I'm a unique snowflake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I ran through the cemetery, and then went into the store, got myself some food, uh, went home, watched a little, uh, watched some crappy TV, turned it on as my food was cooking, burned myself on the oven which sucks this is why i don't cook it's very dangerous uh-huh. burned my hand and uh and then as i'm sitting there sitting down to eat i made like this uh this like chicken this fake chicken like salad kind of thing it was very good okay greg you need to pay less attention to this whatever I'm shitty song I'm you're picking to- and more attention to my song <laughs> i to my you- story
2: no i'm letting you tell your story i'm just trying to like add in so you're in you're making dinner now and things are
1: this is taking away from my story greg you don't need to be to a it. DJ for my life, oh, okay? <laughs> but I want to be. I don't care. All right, fine. All right, so anyway, so I'm there. I'm watching uh, some shitty TV. I am I'm, I made my dinner, and I'm like sitting there eating, and I'm really happy. I'm like, oh. I'm like, you know what would compliment this? I just remembered I have some dark chocolate almond milk in my fridge. I'm like, and it's very refreshing. If you've never had dark chocolate almond milk, it is very, very good. I've
2: heard you say it before. It is so How delicious. do you get milk from an almond? No one's ever explained you that milk to me. It. You You don't really milk an almond, though. It's a- You press them. You, what do you and mean? And their milk comes out. <laughs> That's, I don't think science. That's exactly how it works. Scientifically, I'm not sure how mm-hmm. it happens, but okay. Yeah. So you milk I'll tell the you, How do you think you
1: get rice milk? You squish them. <laughs> anyway, so I got my chocolate almond milk. And so I'm like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Because I have, uh, by the way, my kitchen is still clean. It's been clean for like a month or two or whatever the last time it was we were talking about. Anyway, so I, I go into the kitchen. I'm like, all right, I have, you know, go to my cabinet. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to pull out my favorite cup, which mm-hmm. is this mug that my sister got me um, a few years ago for Christmas. It's cool. It's like a coffee mug. But uh, instead of the handle, it's like, a, like the handle of a revolver. Yeah, or something. So it looks like you're holding a gun, I've but seen it goes that before. into a coffee cup. Yeah,
2: it's cool. So yeah, the yeah. handle is the handle of a gun. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. So I like set the cup down. Get out the chocolate almond milk. You can keep playing your fucking music, Greg. Get out the chocolate almond milk. I'm almost getting ready to pour it in. Decide to tilt the cup a little bit toward me as I do it. <sighs> There was a giant, dead, now I've found out what it is, house centipede curled up at the bottom of the cup that I almost covered in thick, delicious chocolate almond milk, and then I would have fucking drank it. It was so disturbing. Turn that down. It was so disturbing. It was so disturbing. <laughs> I can't even tell you. How to, I <laughs> Are, I stopped so, eating. I threw my food away. I was so grossed out. I'm you like, threw your
2: food away? Oh,
1: yeah. I threw my food. But away. your food didn't have a, it. I was, don't care. Everything was tainted. Everything was tainted. I had to go for a walk. I had to leave my apartment. I couldn't even be there. It was the most <laughs> awful thing, ever. So it was a centipede dead. No, someone posted a picture. It's not like that. It, what it's called is a house centipede. It looks basically like a silverfish, which is basically um, like, yeah, a, they're gross. like a centipede, but with super long legs and these weird fucking antennas that like wiggle everywhere. They're pretty they're disgusting. Super, they yeah. are the grossest bug that has ever existed. And I almost drank one. I almost drank one. I, I, I had <laughs> to go to the bathroom.
2: Milk, so it's chocolate milk. It's thick chocolate milk. I would have... So you wouldn't have seen it. You would have just been chugging away on your almond milk and just... What's that? Oh, that's weird. Ah!
1: That was the... It was so awful. I would have smashed the glass into a million pieces. I would have burned it. I would have done anything. Except for it was this great present from my sister. That is the only reason why that cup... Oh, God. Why the cup was still there. I actually had to run to the rest. I swear. I know I sound like a gaping vagina, but I was so, I was so I can, grossed out. I, I almost th- threw up. I almost threw up thinking about it, thinking <laughs> about it, thinking about that thing, this long, tendril thing in the bottom of my cup as it's like, oh, God, as it like gets into my mouth. Oh, God. I can't even think about it. Oh, heard, oh God. It was so awful. It was so awful. I had to. I had to go for a walk. I couldn't do anything with it. I put it into a plastic bag, and I just left it there because I tried to knock it out. Like, I tried to get a little brave like an hour later. I'm like, all right, you can just do this. Just knock, just take the cup and put it upside down and knock it against the side of the, of the garbage can. And so I did that. So I knocked it on the side, and I looked, and it was still in there. It was stuck in there. Oh, it's caked like, in there and that's when i just yeah and i just i had to i had to leave I, I put it into a sealed bag even though the thing was dead i was like i don't i don't you, know you what sealed to do. the i cup. sealed the cup inside of a bag <laughs> and like i didn't even know what what to do with it
2: and so it is sitting there at your house right now
1: <sighs> no no actually this i i woke up this morning and you know what i was like i decided to to, to take back my life and i didn't you should have seen me trying to get this thing out of the cup. It was the, I was squealing. I was like screaming like a girl. So basically I had the cup. I'm like, all right, I've got to get this fucker out of here. Put it under the water. Let the cup fill to the top of the water. And I waited and I, I was scared to look inside. And then all of a sudden, as I looked at the top of the cup, I, there was a bloop and it raised up to the top and then I screamed and I didn't know what to do so then I I didn't and I had this, this cup of water and I didn't know what to do so I'm like I don't know what to do. so I dumped it into my sink and then it was like not going down the drain and so I'm having to like jam it down the drain it was the worst <laughs> thing it was awful that being said I'm never drinking uh, any kind of frothy liquid ever again anything that I can't see the bottom of like this coffee no cream in it I can see all the way through
2: because it's a clear cup so you can, mm-hmm. you can see at the bottom so you're never going to drink coffee like if you go to – what if you go to like a, a coffee shop and they give you a plastic no, we're cup? Saying
1: you're saying you acted like a girl. You are a girl. That's true. I, I was a girl and I acted as – I acted, acted like a wimp no matter like what – You acted accordingly. Who I am. Yeah. I acted accordingly. Yeah,
2: you, you really did. And I can tell that you are not joking about this by, by how uncomfortable you are. You're very edgy right now.
1: It was awful. You're
2: very
1: <laughs> – Like it feels like it's tainted my whole apartment. Like a, I can't even look at it the same way. I'm like, are there more of them in? Th- and it climbed up into my cupboard, like my cupboard where all my clean dishes are. Like I hadn't had this sitting you ever seen out. Temple of Doom. Shut up.
2: Sorry. So, all right. Well, it, perhaps it was just one. It was just one that lived there, you know. And it's it's gone now. Um, the other thing is, I mean, really, there's statistics about how many insects we eat at night, anyway. Mm. But uh, well,
1: and plus, like after that happened, so when when that happened, and then before, I finally got rid of it this morning, and it's sitting in my kitchen in its plastic bag. Um, that was also. I don't know if this happened to you last night, but my power went out last night. Did yours go out? Yes,
2: it did. Well, well yeah. so there all were the big. For, for anybody who doesn't know, there's a big storm in Portland last night, and there was an explosion at one of the transformer centers. So uh, I think it knocked out power to most mm. of East Portland.
1: Well, my power went out, and uh, it totally woke me up because I sleep with a fan and a noisemaker. So I like to have like a shh as I'm sleeping. So the silence immediately woke me up. So I'm sitting in my apartment, terrified because there's probably it's probably crawling with these house. Centipede oh, then you can hear it
2: like when the once the sound and stops, little- were you afraid you were going to hear this?
1: No, actually, I was more logical about that. I wasn't so much scared about the house centipede slash silverfish as I was about like a great reckoning that's going to happen because I live in an apartment complex with a mm-hmm. bunch of people, and as soon as it's pitch black, like you really have to trust the people that you're locked inside of the building with.
2: Well, you're already locked in there, though. You have a lock on your door. Yeah, right? I have a lock on it's my, my door, door but, a but how? House.
1: Yeah, but how? how durable is a lock on the door if all of a sudden someone decides to go crazy. It's
2: probably just as durable as when the lights are on as when the lights are off. No, I'm no. Gonna I think guess it gets it's more flimsy the when they're off. You think, so what, the power goes out for for a little bit and you think people are just gonna instantly resort to like mob mentality or or they're gonna start trying to what loot loot your house or I d I don't have much to loot. Yeah, so why why would they instantly run to your door to start knocking at I now? don't think that
1: they'd run to my door, but I mean if it's I mean people do strange stuff in the in the cover of darkness.
2: <laughs> you mean basically, since people are already sleeping anyway, it just means the hall lights are off.
1: <laughs> well yeah, the hall lights. Oh, All you, of their life. Okay,
2: did you? Was there anything?
1: <coughs> Shut up,
2: Sarah. Took a drink of her coffee. I just want to make sure.
1: Yeah, Shock is saying, chat if The power out? goes out. The force field goes down. It's true. Okay. So I only was afraid of. So me. you,
2: so you're worried about the.
1: Well, don't you get afraid bugs with the gathering? Together. If your power went out, don't you get afraid of like the meth heads coming over and taking what they think is theirs?
2: Well, that's happened before. Actually, at this same Transformers center in Southeast Portland exploded. A couple, of, you know what? It when it happened before. It was when... It was a couple of years ago when Courage was playing. The last time Courage was playing. Because Stone showed up. I, he showed up from the airport and um, instantly, like, right when he showed up, the power went out.
1: Well, at like least once he, he landed was able in Portland. to get there. <laughs> yeah, he was able to get there, but, yeah.
2: the, but the power went out in Portland. So I remember that. And yes, if... I was outside at that point because I was waiting for him because I knew he couldn't see. Yes, if I were outside, it would make me nervous. In the house, I feel okay because outside for the methods, once the light goes out, it is—it's kind of like they like crawl out of their hole, mm-hmm. like they're seeing the world for the first time, and it's like all of a sudden, if, uh, if there was some like uh, uh, you know Armageddon type situation, only all law enforcement went away to them. That's what it's like. It's like the world—the world is ours now. We've inherited it. <laughs> it's like the cockroaches when they realize you know every nuclear holocaust has happened. Yeah, so.
1: See, in my that mind, part, it's more of like part the purge. That makes part me,
2: makes me more worried. Oh, you think it's going to be regular people?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be regular people. Okay. That's why I think I, I, regular people scare scare me more. Because, you know, like, you can put the methods into, like, a, a segment. Like, you know who they are, what they're capable of, what they can do. Like, regular people, it's a crapshoot. Okay. You don't know because regular people have spent their lives... Trying to be regular So you don't know exactly What they're hiding So
2: you think it's gonna be like That movie The Purge Where crime is legal And like people just mm-hmm. start Like shooting well, was each other Well there's already that
1: bitch Down the hallway that hates me She glares at me every time
2: So you think as soon as The lights go out Because of There was a storm that she's going to come running down the hallway instantly, like you're what's on her mind at all times. But she's like, No, I don't think what's on my mind back, at all times, but she sounds
1: back. insane. And I'm thinking, like, if she gets maybe a free moment, maybe she's <laughs> just like, Let's get rid of that weird girl in the corner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, you, you've been a thought about this before, like, oh, I wish I could, ah, damn, the lights are on.
1: <laughs> I wish the power away, would, would I, go out so I could go on a murder spree. Man,
2: I would love to break into that weird girl down in the hall, of her apartment. <laughs> but the damn lights are on. What am I going to do about it? I mean, everybody can see, all oh, the lights are out. No one will know. Yeah, that could be what she's thinking.
1: Hmm.
2: It couldn't, yeah. I think that's possible.
1: Yeah, so regardless, I'm going on, like, no sleep today. That's why I'm chugging coffee. Seriously, between, like, that creature in my cup and fearing that my neighbors are going to murder me, like, I slept not at all. Not at all. And when I did sleep, I think I slept for, like, an hour and had nightmares, so... Hmm. That's where I'm at today
2: Okay See I have the opposite feeling With the power goes out of my house Oh good
1: Tell me how well you slept
2: No I I did sleep pretty well You know I'm used to to My country roots Where there's no uh, Sound out there You just hear the sound Of the rain only here, there's there's meth heads. That's kind of like our I crickets. don't like
1: it because that's why I have to have white noise because my brain starts going like full speed. Every crackle I hear, every crinkle, every like footstep, mm-hmm. I'm like someone's coming to murder me or someone's coming to take something.
2: See, I would almost not that I want somebody to break into my house, but I I feel prepared because I know where I've hidden all of my um, my various weaponries. And I know that I would be able to like, like I. This is how my movie your would rat work. bashing sticks. Yeah, yeah, my rat bashing sticks. Yes, and and so I know where they're all hidden. So that way, if somebody breaks in, I can like run around. I can know all the corners. And I know where to hide, and I can like get back at them. So if somebody breaks in downstairs, like I'll know my secret ways to get to them. See, then I would conquer. They'd be the ones in the dark. I, I'm the I'm the one that can see. See, I would be able to see the... Oh, wow, this is getting really intense right here, I'm realizing. But yes, I do know where all my rat-bashing sticks are. Oh, well, that's very exciting for you. Yeah, yeah. I See, I think I would be okay in that situation. Well, best of luck to you. All right. Not outside, though. I wouldn't want to be outside. That would be bad. Got to stay away from him.
1: Yep. All right, well, I I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) Okay, I know you're
2: unnerved. Yes, let's go ahead and do some real crazy.
1: Oh, it's really, like, muggy in here, and I'm just uncomfortable, and I haven't had any sleep, and I'm like, ah. Excuse me? Nothing. I didn't say anything.
2: She's angry. If you
1: try to play some music while I'm doing my stories again, I'm gonna come across the table and give you something to be scared of.
2: So many comments I can make right now, but.
1: Ew. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy Crazy First up, of course, we all live in America We all know who this is Do you remember the show Jersey Shore?
2: Yes, I remember Jersey Shore Do you remember
1: the situation from Jersey Shore?
2: Yes, I remember
1: Well, situation. the situation from Jersey Shore has been arrested after being indicted for tax crimes After not paying taxes for his wait-for-it $8.9 million income
2: Eight point nine million dollars.
1: Eight point nine million dollar income. I don't know if it's is that just... what he
2: made off of. Like
1: this is what he made off of Jersey Shore. This is what he made for booking fees for appearances at nightclubs, bars, liquor stores, ranging from uh, fifteen hundred to forty eight thousand also... dollars. somebody
2: paid forty eight grand for that fucking idiot to show up at their party.
1: Yep, and that all added up to eight point nine million dollars. I don't. That isn't even the MTV stuff. That's just people paying him for appearances and brand representing and such.
2: Jordan dollars. I'll show up at your party.
1: Are you trying to make a business thing out of
2: it? Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> his name is Michael Sorrentino. Him and his brother uh, have been indicted for tax evasion and are both under arrest currently. Uh, in a statement, U.S. Attorney General claims that the Sorrentino brothers did not pay taxes on $8.9 million on income that the situation... What a fucking tool. Uh, ...received for promotions and appearances
2: wait so that's just promotions and appearances yeah
1: that's just promotions that's not
2: his show income Mm -hmm. wow uh
1: he also uh so it's also being claimed that he uh funneled his clothes and cars as business expenses into uh their personal accounts they use company money to buy that so the situation is going to jail trouble for that that's true Mm -hmm. yeah so the um so the special agent who's researching this said, no matter what your occupation occupation or status in life, if you attempt to cheat on your taxes, you face real consequences, including criminal prosecution and a possible prison sentence.
2: Oh, imagine how that guy's going to Oh, dude, he is not
1: going to fare well.
2: That's a reality show I will watch. The Situation Goes to Jail. I, I want to watch that series. Wow. Uncensored. No, never mind. That sounds bad. Ew. No. Not entirely. You don't want to watch no. the issue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: never mind. After you just said the bad I, things that would probably be happening. No,
2: I never mind. I didn't think about that part of it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see
2: <laughs> no. like the
1: new version of Oz. <laughs> no,
2: no. <laughs> I didn't think that through completely.
1: Next up out of Tokyo. A Japanese cookbook is coming out that's very popular in Japan. This is... Uh, Something It contains recipes for meals that you can make. There's a little twist to it, though. This is a popular cookbook titled Condom Dishes I Want to Make for You, which contains 11 recipes for meals made by stuffing food into condoms. Contains recipes including escargot and butter, curry pilaf, cookies, and fruit parfaits, all made by stuffing the delicious ingredients into condoms. Now, uh, this has quickly risen to the top 100 bestsellers on Amazon Japan, now it's aimed at both providing delicious recipes and promoting condom use during sexual contact in Japan, which has often been ranked poorly in international studies of condom use. So you can get this uh, on Amazon Japan for two dollars and thirty cents.
2: What's wrong with Japan? I don't know. I don't get it. There's that that where they had the the boob grabbing convention.
1: Oh they have yeah.
2: The, the vending machines with the weird stuff. Vice did that uh, art that whole series where they have sex with dolls to make it look like they're having sex with live anime people.
1: Oh, that's weird. Oh yeah, there's a
2: whole vice thing. You like you rent out these uh, little rooms in the basement of some some hotel or something like that and uh, it's all set up with like little girls beds and then like anime plays on the television behind and then you have an anime sex doll or a sex doll that looks like an anime oh, character,
1: gross. looks like a cartoon
2: and then yeah, that's that's what you do.
1: And that's what you do. And
2: that's what you do. All right. Yeah. Japan.
1: <laughs> Is Japan the place with the like the used underwear vending machines? And Pro- stuff that
2: sounds... That's where those... At least that's the rumor I've heard.
1: Okay. Yes. Greg, I have a question for you. Yes. Have you ever wondered what human flesh tastes like? No. Well, if you'd like to find out... Uh,
2: you know what? I'd probably be lying if I said I've never thought Everybody about wonders. that. Everybody
1: wonders. Everybody wonders. You want to know if it tastes like chicken? I don't like want chicken. to know. I know, but you've wondered about it. I've wondered. Well, a pair of London gourmet chefs have designed a burger in honor of AMC's The Walking Dead restarting again, that they claim to say tastes like human flesh. How would they know this? Now, this is a partnership between London baker Miss Cakehead and Mess London chef James Tomlinson. Now, they say the burger they designed um, is the closest to human flesh that you can get. So it says that the burger contains pork, veal, chicken livers, and bone marrow in an attempt to replicate the taste and texture of human meat. So they don't say how they know what the taste and texture of human meat. Oh, they know. That was creepy.
2: You want a human burger? I can get you a human
1: burger. Were you trying to quote "It's Always Sunny"?
2: No, that's okay. uh, Big Lebowski. Oh. Um, I, you know what? I would be more nervous about the people who really are into trying that burger.
1: Yeah, well, they did. Okay, so they did say they developed the burgers created uh, by using testimonials of what human flesh tasted like from famous cannibals throughout history wow Keelan said is the burger any more interesting than the show <laughs>
2: yeah that's a fair question
1: dude I feel you um, like I tried to watch that show I just can't do it
2: second season is terrible for anybody who watches Walking Dead the second season of Walking Dead is one of the worst fucking things ever on television the first half of the second season okay it's awful good to know once you get past it then they start killing each other again it gets a little bit better
1: okay
2: and fuck Carl that's all I have to say
1: okay well, there you go. If you want to go to London, you can taste what human flesh tastes like. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of dead people, two Ebola patients, well, this is uh, out of Africa, who died of...
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, what kind of story are we doing? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> well, it's uh, like the walking dead. This is walking dead to walking dead. Uh, two Ebola patients who died of Ebola in separate communities in uh, Nimba County in Africa have reportedly both resurrected separately. They both come back to life.
2: Like resurrected? They both what come, do you mean? The victims, they both females.
1: Uh, I don't know if they were buried, but they were pronounced dead, and they've been dead for a while. They both came back to life. Let's all run away screaming.
2: Well, exp- yeah, I need some more explanation. On
1: all this. right, well, listen. So uh, the females, bo- or the victims, <coughs> both females believed to be uh, one in their 60s and one in their 40s, both died of uh, the Ebola virus uh, last week in Hope Village community and the Catholic community in Gantanimba. Uh, But to the amazement of residents... they were
2: pronounced dead, all that.
1: Yes, so one was uh, in their 60s, one was in their 40s, pronounced dead. They were dead, dead, everything dead. Evil was
2: nasty stuff, too.
1: Oh, yeah, but to the amazement of residents and onlookers, the deceased reportedly regained life in total disbelief. Yeah, so both of the victims uh, were taken for burial, were to be taken for burial, so this was a few days after they died, and when they all of a sudden came back to life after they had been dead. Uh, so one of them had reportedly been uh, inside waiting for the burial for two nights without food or medication uh, after they died. And they both uh, have created panic.
2: <laughs> it so they just that, like
1: woke up and... Yeah. Like, hey, how's it going? Yep, What's- so these are the two first two incidents of victim victims resurrecting. Uh, apparently both villages are very terrified. So
2: were they like recovering or were they still... Do they still have Ebola or... Is there any more follow
1: up information this on This is all the information that I have that I've told oh. to you. I don't know about follow up. I don't know about. Something if they seems still a little suspect. Well, for my final story, this is suspect as well. Greg, I told you about this woman who I claim who I said was your soulmate. The three breasted lady. Of course, do yes. you remember Jasmine Tri I, I
2: do. I'm familiar with Jasmine right, so Tri kind of, uh, I dispute the soulmate part of it. All right, well. Britney Spears So there are a couple
1: things out about Jasmine tri of course she was the woman that claimed to have plastic surgery to have three breasts now now uh, it's coming out Snopes and a lot of other places are now saying that Jasmine tri indeed does not have three breasts and her third one is the prosthetic breast that she just puts on to pretend like she has three breasts oh.
2: She's got like a little glue on there or something. Well, she's she sticks making, on the breast. Of course,
1: or- Jasmine's making the rounds, claiming she got plastic surgery for her additional boob. But um, so this is what's kind of getting her right now. So she checked her bags about a month ago at Tampa International Airport, and uh, she ended up Calling the police because her bag was stolen. A lot of uh, a lot, along with a bunch of other luggage on this American Airlines conveyor belt. So someone took it. They were able to find her bag. When they found oh. her bag, they had a list of everything that was found inside, including you know shoes, jewelry, clothing, and a breast prosthetic. <laughs> so a human breast prosthetic that looks like the one that she said. However,
2: what are the chances that her bag gets stolen with her fake boob in it? All right.
1: So let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I think. That Jasmine has a little trick up her sleeve Now this is what I'm thinking Because right. Jasmine uh, So uh, in talking about how people are saying that this is fake But she uh, talked to some some television stations from her home In Tampa Bay, Florida Saying my third breast is not fake She said that it's been made from silicone implant And skin tissue from her abdomen What? I think- skin tissue from it? She said That's what the boob was made from. But what I'm thinking is that she planted this Tampa International Airport story so that way it looks like she has a fake one so that somebody Mm -hmm. will pick up the reality show because she's saying that she has video footage of actually having the surgery. This is kind of a genius way for her to be able to sell her story.
2: Oh, so you're really thinking she put this much thought into it.
1: I'm thinking if you're... if you're that desperate to be famous.
2: So you're so saying So what I'm saying is
1: I think she planted the prosthetic breast story so that people would think that she's lying then be able to sell the tape that she has of the reported surgery to somebody for a lot of money and become a star because she actually did get the third breast.
2: So you think you think the third breast is real. I think it's actually real. stapled in there and all that I stuff think that she whatever.
1: has it all all on there but I think that this but this is the only way to pique interest, don't you think? Well, people think it's real, and then they think it's fake, but then she has a video thinking that it's real.
2: Okay. Wow. I think you might be giving her a little bit too much credit. I might be giving
1: her too much credit, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah.
2: I think think this may be more real in the fact that it is a fake, fake boob. I mean, it's obviously a fake boob, but I mean, it's a prosthetic. It's not like actually, you know, sutured in there.
1: I don't I might be giving her too much credit, but I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, she's saying that she has the she has the video footage of the surgery, which she will be more than willing to sell to someone. And she has a, a film crew that filmed the entire thing. Uh, where's this film crew then? I I don't know. They're busy filming her third breast. I have no idea where that is. Uh,
2: I don't know. There is definitely something up. It's not the last we've heard of uh, Jasmine Tridevil.
1: Wow. See, look, you can already say her name without even looking at it. I know.
2: I know. See, she's doing her job. She she is. I admit. At least for us. I don't know if that's really...
1: Dude, I never lot, underestimate but. somebody who's fame-hungry. Like, people do some fucked-up shit once... I mean, if you declare that your biggest dream in life is to have a reality show on MTV... About like, your fake boob? Yeah. About your yeah, About your, about third, your third boob, boob. yeah. Huh. I don't underestimate crazy.
2: What if we can get her on the show? Let's not. Really? I want to interview her. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah, I might see if we can... Can we chat? Well, do you mind if I do an interview with Jasmine? I don't mind at all. Tridevil, you go for it. About this situation? All I right. don't mind. All right. I'll look into it.
1: All right. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy.
2: All right. Well, I know we have uh, Dax uh, stopping by here in just a couple of minutes, so we should probably go to break. Before we do, want to say, since we did have a power outage last night, something that I used for a flashlight since I didn't have one near my bed, was Mm -hmm. my MetroPCS phone. Awesome. MetroPCS, fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, MetroPCS.com. I do want to just say... uh, Annie and Michael, their uh, congratulations. They're getting them the married. Yes, and yeah. yeah, yeah, congratulations on everything. And but MetroPCS, fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. We really appreciate them, and they are a fantastic company. So if you have a phone service, if you're tired of paying too much, which um, is pretty much everybody, and you want to have good service with a good phone and much save save a whole hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. MetroPCS. Give give them a shot. Go in there. Visit one. You can go to MetroPCS.com slash Metro. Find a location near you. I mean, legitimately, I've had mine now for almost a year and um, I've been really happy with the service. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yep. it's been awesome. So, MetroPCS.com slash Metro. Thank them. If you've used their service, send us an email funemploymentradio at gmail.com and, uh, you know, let us know about it because they're awesome. They are. And so are you guys. All right. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be back here in just a minute with more Fun Employment Radio that come. And Dex Jordan.
1: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.
0: What's up, guys? It's the world champion, Judah Friedlander. You're listening to Greg and Sarah on Fun Employment Radio. Why? Because you're a hero.
2: Yeah. Sarah, you're looking like a world champ right now. You got your sleeves rolled up. I am
1: very warm.
2: You took your took your boots off?
1: I did take my boots off. Yeah? I made sure that that uh, I was wearing clean socks <laughs> before I did such a thing.
2: Well, this is a professional studio. It I'm is, glad We're we, very professional. We're very professional. Mm-hmm. Although I heard we're more professional than a uh, radio station in Richland. So oh.
1: that's good. Oh, oh, oh. <coughs> Moving on up.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now on Fun Employment Radio, it is
0: Dax Jordan.
1: Hi. Hi. Hello, Dax. Hi. Have you ever been on before?
0: I have never been on.
1: That That is, that that is a, a, a travesty. Thing.
0: It's a son of a bitch. It yep. is a
1: son of a bitch.
0: So I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. It. Thank you.
1: We're so happy to be here, and you visiting Portland. So we we just clarified you do not live here.
0: No, I just came home for the summer to okay. recoup and uh, recover and do all my Northwest comedy gigs, of which there are plenty. Yes, and so uh, yeah, just You've spent the sli- summer
1: doing Northwest comedy gigs.
0: Yeah, and sleeping on a cot in my mom's art room. You know,
1: <laughs> because
0: because it's free.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice to go and visit your parents when you're not actually living there. You know, it's not like you're living there. Well, it is not visiting. like
0: right. I still have all my stuffs just in the suitcase. There and, you go. Uh, <laughs> Mom doesn't care. I'm like I'm. I'll be back in a day or two, Mom. <laughs> it's Fine, whatever. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hey, that's life. Yeah. What it, can you do? Works out fine. So I'll be uh, heading back to L.A. Uh, mid october i 'm going on the road for a couple of weeks soon and then cool. uh, and then i 'll be back for a week how do you, How do you uh-huh. like living in l a It's great. There's just so much cool all the time. Of course, it's surrounded by so much awfulness, Mm -hmm. but uh, you just weave in and out of the awfulness, and you step in piles of awesome.
1: Uh, It's just you know, especially not shit. Yeah, right. Uh, Human feces, um,
0: literally. Yeah, surrounding everything. Yeah, I mean, even the greatest places will be covered in piss. (laughs) But then once you go inside, you're you're safe. Right. Right. It's a no piss zone. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Generally. Um, But even (laughs) not then, always, especially the comedy store, for instance. Yeah. Um, Really? Yeah. I Uh. mean, that place is just like four rooms of haunted toilet. uh, (laughs) But there's still a magic at times. It's actually – there's a little bit of a resurgence at the the comedy store um, now that – Mitzi Shore, who's famously crazy. Oh yeah, kind of... Yeah, Polly Shore's mom. She hasn't been seen in years. You know. Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Polly Shore's basically been running the comedy store, and I'm sure you can imagine how well that goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Never met Polly Shore, so right. Um, so I don't. I don't, you you don't have you're to, imagining. Really.
1: You're not saying you've met him. We're imagining. I, I mean, imagine
2: what? he's just like an Whatever man. Whatever you think Polly
0: Shore is, you are correct. All, All right, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, and yeah. At, at times delightful, and then most of the time just nuts. Yeah. Uh so yeah that's the thing about LA is uh especially in the comedy scene is just it, you could the 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 second story little banquet room of a chinese restaurant out in the suburbs hosts one of the best like thursday night comedy shows in town and patton o'swald and maria bamford and todd glass and everybody will just stop by and do time and on the same show as just me and nobody's you know so it's wow uh, you just never know what you're going to get for free on any random night
1: So are you out when you're in L.A.? Are you out every night when you're not, like, when you don't have a scheduled show?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You just go out and... Because those shows, you have to show up and hang out as part of getting booked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So it's like a a social aspect to it it as well. You can't just show up 15 minutes before you go on, do it, and leave. Right, but, I mean, in order to get booked... At some point, you're going to have to have actually showed up and watched the show and purchased yeah. a beer and oh, so they want to see that and, you're supporting. Right. Yes, exactly. Oh, you're
1: playing the game, Dad. Yeah, and you have to I and like you, it.
0: And you have to do that in Portland now too, because there, there's so much. Yeah, there's a lot of shows here, but there's also ten times as many comedians as there are shows. Mm-hmm. And you know, we discussed this recently amongst the Portland comics. It's like, yeah, you, you do kind of have to show up and support it. And then some of the guys are like, "Well, I, I work nine jobs and I can't just show up to every show." It's like, well, okay. That's the exception. Yeah, but most people can show up to the show, support it, and then uh, oh, hey, we should get you on the show. Well, I'd love to come <laughs> on. Oh, what a coincidence! So yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's, That's just how it works.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you
0: gotta you gotta work your way into the scene. An iota of effort is required. Yeah. To be successful, I find. Yeah. <laughs> All I have. Yeah, I, I have you, I two full iotas. I Look, have two right. iotas to give. Tell us your iotas. Okay. And, uh, no, I don't know. An iota is just a unit of measure that I don't understand. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I like to say that there is iotas. You know, it's like I a skosh. Figured Maybe it's a, yeah, a comedian trap.
2: <laughs> <drop. laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. There's nine scotches per iota. Okay.
1: Now yeah. this is making more sense. <laughs> and
0: 12 in a fortnight. That's the exact amount. <laughs> well, you were talking about touring around the Northwest
2: because you were just in Richland. Right, yeah, yeah, the three days in three beautiful days. Richland, the most I'd
0: radioactive city in America.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glory. downstream down from Hanford. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. it's right
1: there. Wait, where's Richland and Hanford?
0: It, the the Ken- uh, Kennewick, Pasco, Richland. <gasps> oh, so, the so Tri-Cities. The Tri-Cities. Yeah. Yeah, it's Oh, the tri cities. Yeah, I
1: thought the it was. For some, yeah, I went to school in Pullman, so I should know that. I thought it was Richmond oh, for some right. reason. Uh, Richland, Richland, right. yes. Yeah,
0: uh, and that's a. Oh, there's this great show on uh, Manhattan. That just talks about the Manhattan Project, which all took place in Richland. And the reason uh, that's where they developed the uh, the fissile material for the A bombs that ended oh, World boy. War II, um, and it was this huge secret project that an entire town was built by the U.S. government to support the project of trying to make uranium to make the first atomic bomb, so that they could end World War II. And nobody in this entire city that was built, in this entire military-based city, had any idea what the purpose of this place was except for, like, the five people at the very top, you know, a yeah. general and some scientists. Yeah. And everybody else was just – it was all secretive. And so this great show Manhattan, it's like Mad Men, but about trying to end the war by building an atomic bomb. Oh, wow. In, you know, early 1940s Richland, Washington.
1: Ooh, in Richland.
0: Yeah. And I so like they this. created all this, this – nuclear material and uh, had no idea how to dispose of it or how dangerous it was and so it's now a huge super fun cleanup site and
1: oh yeah that's a oh i've heard of that where they just went out yeah. and buried it all they just, yeah it
0: was just sitting in these huge you know wooden oak barrels aging like whiskey <laughs> <it's okay>. yeah
1: <laughs> like delicious poison whiskey. yeah well and
0: that's why people
2: always joke too about being downstream from hanford
0: yeah what absolutely drinking if, that if water. you grew up there you were exposed to the most radioactive yeah. material of anybody in America ever. It's and basically
2: three-eyed fish like from The Simpsons. That's, yeah, it's yeah. Blinky. Oh, it's a yeah. wow. Blinky situation <laughs> out there. Um,
0: so they're spending But a big billions. comedy scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a full – and they have a, a pretty robust economy based on the billions the government is spending turning uh, all this radioactive muck basically because they just had giant pools – of water, of radioactive water, Jesus. That had just been drying, it would you know it would lay out in the sun. And the water would evaporate, and it would leave radioactive mud. And so now they're taking this mud and they're high heat, just turning it into glass. And then they're going to store the glass in like a mountain in New Mexico or oh something my God. for the next 20,000 years it
1: sounds like something that no. Indiana Jones is going to find <laughs> like in the future. what is it when,
0: when you
2: do like shows out at some place like that where there's such such a big local thing associated with that do you incorporate that into your sets or, they've heard or are they all? yeah I was wondering if they'd be receptive to it yeah like, three nights yeah, of
0: comedy a week every weekend for the next right. 20 years they've heard they've heard every radioactive, radioactive joke, joke. Yeah. yeah so it's like alright next thing yeah just, and that's the thing like the, the younger comedy Or the the opening acts, they'll come in and try to joke about it and then wonder why it's dying. It's like, A, they've heard it all. B, screw you. They don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They just don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah. They are aware
1: of where they live. (laughs) It's our thing. We
0: get it. (laughs) We're here for the money, too. Do your jokes. (laughs) Make me laugh. Yeah.
1: Well, Dax, I do have to know. So when you sent me an email, you were telling me about a couple things you've been up to. And one of the things that caught my eye was when you said that, you know, you've had all kinds of shit to talk about, including but not limited to. Writing a speech for Courtney Love?
0: Um, award season type of speech.
1: All right. Tell me more. Yeah.
0: And uh, boy, I was interested when I got that bit of an assignment. And uh, our our buddy uh, Craig McQuardo. Uh, <gasps> oh, boy. All right, um, He ended up getting the job of running this award show in L.A. That is kind of a pre-Oscars. It was kind of in January. Really? Yeah. Is Craig okay. still
1: here in town? Yeah, he's still in Portland. Okay. Yeah.
0: But um, but he had been talking to them about something else, and it turned out that they had no idea what they were doing. And um, it, they'd been doing this award show 18 years, and they were still kind of fumbling through it. It's the International Press Academy, which is this who cares, none thing. But right. everyone likes to vote on entertainment. So the everyone International, wants their say. Yes, Press Academy, uh, they vote on entertainment once a year, and they hold a little gala ball. and. Um,
1: a gala. I don't know if I've ever been to a gala.
0: Right? It's pretty yeah, – Yeah, that sounds fancy. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. All right. Um And uh, so he ended up writing the script for the show because, you know, like, like he had done for the Portland Music Awards. Mm. He had uh-huh. experience at that and uh, helping to book the celebrities and figure out who – everyone was jockeying for position. Who's a wow. presenter? Okay. That's the big thing. And so all the PR people and you know, the publicists in LA, they're all trying to jockey and there's a red carpet out front, so they're jockeying for position there, throwing elbows like oh. security had to be called at one point. Damn. And, um, and it's like
2: a full on awards
0: show. It's like Right. Style? Not even okay. televised though. I yeah. mean they're recording it. You know, for YouTube clips or whatever, but it's not uh-huh. even televised, and almost no one will hear what the results really are. <laughs> but <laughs> anything—it's one of those notes yeah. on a Wikipedia page where you, when you look at awards, it's like that's exactly right. Commercial press <laughs> like initials yeah. you
1: don't recognize, but right, they yeah. won this. that's <laughs> yeah. exact they
0: are this Wikipedia tack on yeah. totally. And uh, but you know, they think they're important, and that's cool. So so then other—that's pe- the thing. If you think you're important in Hollywood, other people will think you're important, right? <laughs> you're right. wearing a nice enough dress or something, so. Um so then there was all this jockeying and uh and I got to be also uh one of the one of the presenters um instead of getting paid to write comedy for you know jokes during the whole show, yeah. Um, It was just like Well they don't have Much of a budget But they'll let you Be one of the presenters Which is like Yeah that's cool I'll do that Yeah So uh, you know I got to present And do a little bit With Hal Sparks Who was the host of it Oh nice Yeah we did a little uh, little Fun bit So the whole show Was like an hour And there were opportunities To throw jokes in Mm -hmm. And one of the things Though was Courtney Love Was awarding A Lifetime Achievement Award To uh, a huge producer A guy who had produced A ton of movies All the way back to like One flew over the cuckoo's nest, and then uh, People versus Larry Flint. Oh yeah, okay. In which he had helped cast Courtney Love.
2: Ah, okay. There's the tie. There's I know. I was like
0: "Mm -hmm." that was the tie-in. So, um, and they became close. And she's trying to reemerge in Hollywood. She's trying to clean up her act and be seen as less of a you know train wreck. How did she? she looked okay. Okay, like better you know? than expected.
1: Yes, okay. everything
0: was better than expected mm-hmm. from Courtney Love. <laughs> I mean, you the worst, you yes. know, and then it's
2: like, oh well, you're you know you're, you're not.
0: Yeah, you know, track living in the gutter, but yeah, you know, in this little good for you. It's like <laughs> good for you. You're looking good, totally. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. no one knows what to expect. It's yeah. This yeah. total like, oh my god, we just invited Gallier type situation. <laughs> we don't know which one we're gonna get. Which we'll get to that later. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Oh yes, we had him on this. Craig and Gallagher have been in (laughs) here before. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah, I know all about it. Um, So uh, that's why I had written into her little speech, you know, these kind of self-effacing jokes Mm -hmm. about her. her, Oh, her opening line. Now, did you meet her before you wrote those jokes? No, so you didn't know what her temperament would be, how she'd just what her people told Craig, and then Craig told me they're like, you know, write a bunch of jokes, do whatever, and then. that we had to run the jokes by her people. Mm. And they basically took everything. Wow. And so we put it in there, and like she, I had her open with, uh, I'm sorry I couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> 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 this like, and then there was like a were weird... They,
1: wow, that must be fun to like see someone say your joke, and you're like, oh, they're nailing it. But I wrote that. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah.
0: And also to nervously not know if they were going to nail it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And she nailed every single thing. And she only disowned one of the jokes, but in a funny way. Yeah. And uh, it was towards the end because this guy had also produced uh, Black Swan. Okay. And, uh, and he was known for being a real go-getter. So uh, the joke was, uh, you were hungrier for success than Natalie Portman was <laughs> for Mila Kunis in Black Swan.
2: That's
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, in my mind, specifically was the carpet munching. No, scene. Oh, that's yeah, what
1: everybody. Yeah, was. No, yeah, that's, yeah. That's exactly. Very clear. Yeah, that, that, that's very clear. That, that, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and it got a huge laugh, and then she goes, "Oh my god, I didn't write this." <laughs> and I, I just uh, this uh, this girl, uh, Zoe. Uh, what's her face the badass girl who was in Death Proof the one who clung to the the hood of the car oh
1: and, I know who you're talking um, about
0: Zoe Bell Zoe Bell mm-hmm. yeah she was sitting next to me and we, she's so fucking fun we just got along famously and I leaned over and I said yeah but she approved that joke because <laughs> <laughs> I was a little offended but they got me. Laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. excuse me <laughs> excuse yeah. me well but
1: got to laugh you shouldn't be offended at all
0: I know I know yeah. but then there's so many layers to yeah the fact that she said oh my gosh I didn't write that I was like well okay well at least now they know that you didn't didn't write any of these. you
1: like, God yeah. damn it, Courtney Love. <laughs> See, actually, that's kind of good
0: because then they're all thinking, all right, well, who wrote them then? Yeah. <laughs> who wrote that?
1: Because
2: we all yeah. laughed. Mm, like Who's these. this mystery man? Oh, nice. <laughs>
0: um, so, but she delivered them all and had great timing, and she clearly had read them before and kind of, you know practiced them enough yeah I think just in the moment she got nervous about that joke
1: oh that's cool
0: pretended like it wasn't hers but
1: well, well you've been was. busy not only writing jokes for, for other sure. people but you have your own stuff going on
0: yeah I mean I don't get to write jokes for other people that often so mm. it's fun to be able to yeah, I yeah. Mean, you kind of do because when you're in Hollywood you're constantly writing little spec scripts when you're in Hollywood I mean Hollywood Portland yeah <laughs> I mean when you're hanging out the bowling out, alley, yeah. The old bowling bowling alley. <laughs> yeah exactly the bowling alley's gone I know uh, it's going to be interesting I, I'll bet though That when it's the hardware store They keep some fun Bowling type of Is it
1: going to be A hardware store It's
0: going to be A Lowe's hardware store
1: <laughs> That's random wow. Isn't that weird I fi- Well I just figured It was going to be Like another condo Right That's what everything is right? At this point Yeah Yeah, yeah
0: But I th- they would have Had to add stories So yeah. I think something That wide It's
1: going to be A Lowe's Okay Yeah
0: I thought it would be like a McMenamin's or something. Yeah. It would be a cool spot for a McMenamin's bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, fire yeah, money. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, you're always writing little, like, spec scripts or trying to, hey, I could write for that game show. Here's some jokes I would write for so that. So you just write
2: them and, and send them in I mean, through the proper channels or whatever.
0: But Yeah, yeah. exactly. And my friend Mike Drucker, who uh, writes a lot, he's like, um, it's like writing a term paper. That you don't know anyone's ever going to read Wow It's like Hmm. putting so much work Into something that you're just like all right, you throw it at them It could end up on a desk Maybe it'll slide off the top of the pile And into their field of view
1: Have you ever (laughs) submitted something and someone said no And then you saw it somewhere anyway
0: No No no, Whoa, I, I've that n- sounds I've like never, a nightmare. But that does happen. That would oh, make me nervous. So yeah. yeah, about people doing yeah. that. Yeah,
1: because I'd be afraid to like put my all into something, mm-hmm, give mm-hmm. it away, and they're like, "Oh no, I'm not going to use it." And like two months later, seeing something being used. Yeah, because and then how
0: I, do you prove it after that? And- well, when you're when you're just submitting it like as a, ho- a nobody hopeful, like there's no paperwork involved. But when you're actually going through like a management company, mm-hmm. you do sign a th- a thing mm-hmm. that says. Uh, if it just so happens something that sounds like your joke ends up on our show, just assume we thought of it.
1: Oh wow. Rish.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's tacky. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. But uh it is what it is. You just jump through the hoops and it's just the And that's why the unions exist and they mm-hmm. go to bat for you and that's why, you know, stuff is more expensive than it should be cuz you yeah. have to jump through a lot of union hoops, but also that layer of protection. Protection is um, good. Is what keeps people from yeah getting taken advantage of. So
1: well, and you're performing. Uh, so you're recording a new album.
0: Yeah, I'm recording a an album. Or oh, uh, your fir- your on first Thursday. album, right? Is it your first? Well, I kind of just self recorded one with a, a lapel mic and a mm-hmm. mini disc player like six or seven years ago. Yeah, uh, between Harvey's and a club out in Boise, and spliced it together on my laptop, and um, so I've been selling that for a while. Mm. Uh, and I released it through a local label that did a terrible job and I hated them and I didn't like anything about and I so I had a certain number of physical copies and I literally ran out of those at the beginning of summer I'm like well it's about time for a new album Uh, because drunk people buy stuff after shows sure yeah and yeah uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's gas money oh exactly (laughs) totally so then
1: uh, and also you're funny so let's well Well, people like to to have a thing yeah yeah,
0: they like to support you somehow Mm -hmm.
1: hey do you have a CD sure
0: Um, so earlier this summer Uh, At Jackpot Recording Studio Owned by Mr. Larry Crane Um,
1: Oh that place is nice
0: It's fantastic I met
1: Mike Ness there once years ago
0: Fun Mm -hmm.
1: Cool people come through there Mm -hmm. And his
0: wife Jenna Is a young stand-up comic Nice And she likes to put on shows As a former musician She likes to put on stuff So she started putting on shows And then they started getting big enough She's like Hey Larry let's have it in the recording studio That would be fun Because you could fit like 50 people in there And uh, so I did the first one of those this summer and I'm like, this is amazing. This, I need a new CD anyway. Why don't I just put on a show in here yeah. We'll hit record <laughs> totally. Turn and on have the, the best and... sounding comedy album out there? Because <laughs> like with my old CD, I submitted it once to um, 24-7 iHeartRadio and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, we like the bits, but the recording quality isn't good enough. It has to be broadcast, FM broadcast quality mm. because they also have FM markets. I'm like, oh, okay. So now I know that if they need really good quality, fuck
1: it. We'll just yeah. do it in a recording studio <laughs> there you instead go. of at yeah. you know
0: even at Heliums. You got waitress dropping drinks and stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean that's how I first met Jenna when a waitress dropped a drink on her at Helium during my show. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and she wrote me afterwards saying, "Hey, you were funny enough that I didn't go to the bathroom and clean the drink off myself."
1: Oh, that's saying <laughs> I just something. I tell that, you that that's a like, compliment. Oh,
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. So then she started booking me for stuff. Um, so yeah. So I'm super excited. Uh, not only am I just doing my act, but a lot of people have bought my old album, mm-hmm. and there are bits from that that I still do, but they're different now. So I, I was so thinking, how can I include those older bits on my new album but still feel good about it because uh-huh. it's a new album? And I, a couple of years ago, I had started asking musicians that were sharing the stage, you know, I'm doing comedy between music or something. I started asking them, "Hey, like a drummer, can you stay on stage and just lay down like a funk beat?" And yeah. I just do my jokes over the funk beat, or like my buddy as uh, a guitarist, Christopher Worth is a great musician here in town, and and he's very good at improvisational guitar. So, hey, just stay on stage and like play some guitar and like you know be a Greek chorus for me occasionally. And and having grown up, my dad's a jazz drummer, and having grown up around a drummer, I realized I could I had enough internal rhythm. That I could match my pace Mm -hmm. to whatever the music was, and that it became a new interesting thing. And I was doing that enough that I realized nobody else was doing that. I'm like, oh, you know, when you have a natural Mm -hmm. skill, you don't realize everybody can't do it. Right. Yeah. Until a couple of times, and then you don't see anybody else. You're like, oh, that's a thing I can do. (laughs) And then my dad has always wanted to be a part of my act somehow. Yeah. Because he's funny. And he actually used to play drums at the comedy store when the they were so rich they had jazz bands between the acts wow and between the shows so he would play jazz there and hang out with David Letterman and Sam Kinison and and he used to work on the Dr. Demento radio show you know the oh, novelty yeah. music show oh, oh yeah. my dad was the chief engineer at Westwood <laughs> One for that <laughs> that's cool he, wow. produced, he produced that for years and so he started me in comedy basically through listening to Weird Al and Barnes and Barnes oh, and whatever. This so says Greg is one of the Weird
1: weirdest, Yep, b- the biggest Weird Al fans. Yes. Wow, oh, yeah.
0: nice. Yeah. Yep. Same thing, that's when I started yeah, yeah. Weird Al. It's all people like, who's like, your original comedy influence? Uh Weird out Oh, okay. Yep. So, still is to this day. Yep. So I decided, hey dad, uh, why don't you play drums in the remixed versions of my older bits? So what we're doing is, like I'll do 10 minutes of new material and then that will lead into, like, five minutes of the older stuff. And during that older stuff, he fires it up, and he's playing drums. And it's within context to the bits, and we kind of do a little back and forth. And then that drums are out, and then I do ten more minutes of regular material, and then back in oh, the drums. Oh, that's unique. That's awesome. So the show, the hour-long show, is interspersed with uh, the musical accompaniment that just works with the comedy in a kind of way. And it'll... Sound good because we're in a recording studio. Oh. So it'll all be mic'd night. Nice so when do you it? think you'll yeah. be
1: releasing that one?
0: It's tough to say because once I have it, you know, mastered and done, yep. um, then i have to shop it around to outlets and see if it's even worth going through a label. Yeah. You know, or these you days, there's so much own. you can do with your own. But if I could get, you know, local like Kill Rock Stars or somebody mm-hmm. or oh, well, well, they're, they're doing yeah. comedy now. Yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah. And uh that one of the dudes from there was at one of my shows that nice. Jenna had booked this summer. And I'm like, oh, I was meaning to do that. Oh, to you. there so you go. It's like, we'll see. We'll see if it's, you know, the fact that I'm not a name at all will would hamper their interest. And it's just like, it, like I said, in Hollywood, uh, it's like, hey, do you have a manager and an agent? It's like, well, 10% of $100 a gig is not worth their time. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I'm making $1,000 at every gig, yeah, then it's worth their time so to get 10% of my thing. Yeah. It's like, so, uh, yeah, it's all about if they can't make any money. Then it isn't worth it for them. I'm not blaming them. Mm. It Could still be a good product, but it right, doesn't really, yeah, you know, doesn't. But that's part of doing it. what you're doing. You know, getting yeah. it out there and yeah, and I'm fine releasing it myself if I have to. Yeah, because um, it'll be fun. Because it'll be a product uh, that I uh, can stand behind. Hell oh, yeah, I can stand behind. Well, this. And so if you want to see Dax
1: awesome. in person, so you'll be performing in the 26th in Zigzag, right?
0: Yeah, at the Skyway Barn Grill, Zig Zigzag, which is this <laughs> totally funky like very portlandy style joint awesome that's up on the way to the mountain
1: and then also on the 30th which is a tuesday which is next tuesday at gators
0: yeah gators which is in tigard right tiger mm-hmm. yeah which is a cool hangout sports bar good food just kind of a laid-back place and belinda carroll does a show there every sunday night oh yeah that's kind of a great you were on a
1: commercial with her I was. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Lottery commercial a couple years ago. Ah, oh, the lottery. Yeah. That's yep. Good. good gigs for Portland. Actors, they're good the gigs. <laughs> yeah. They're good gigs. A lot of I've folks. I've done, done a couple of those stuff. ones. They're there. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, Belinda, um, she's at this booked kind of showcase open mic every Sunday night, and uh, it also ties in this show to uh, I've been on Mike and Amy a lot this summer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I love uh, those guys. Yeah, they're amazing, and uh, they're traffic. Girl assistant Carrie J Is very funny And Mike's always thought She would make a good comedian So they had me on To like coach her Into stand up So I've been coaching Her into developing A stand up act Over like the last month And Tuesday will be her debut. Oh, wow. Ah. That's exciting. Yeah. So we're hoping to get the wolf audience in there as nice. well. Nice. Yeah. It's tigered. It's <laughs> yeah. very wolfy. I think
1: it's quite yeah, wolfy out that's, there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's, that's definitely a target demographic right there. Totally.
0: <laughs> and uh, I've been going to, they've been doing remotes like every Wednesday from Bymart parking lots. They got an RV. And so uh, they've been doing mornings just in small towns around Portland. And I've been kind of joining them for that. And uh, the people that listen to the Wolf are awesome.
1: Oh yeah, they're so supportive. I mean, that's why they got to come back in the first. Time. Right. Totally, yeah. I mean, mm. none of us
0: likes country music, but right. Yeah. But it turns like out Mike and Amy, the people yeah. who <laughs> do like. Yeah, they don't like country music. Yeah. But it turns out the people who do like country music are still pretty damn cool. Yeah. And so they've been coming out and fun to interact with. Yeah, they that's have a real awesome. solid audience. Right on. So hopefully, yeah, Tuesday night will be oh, fun. Oh, that's
2: so cool. We'll go out and yeah. see Dax
0: uh, Fun Employment Radio listeners can go see you as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And where
1: can people find out uh, about you on the internets? Uh,
0: I keep my website updated okay. uh, very well, so it's just DaxJordan.com.
1: DaxJordan.com.
0: And uh, I'm on the Twitter, and uh, I try to put out a lot on Twitter. I try to keep very active on that.
1: Cool. Um, I, I'm still bad at Twitter. You know, yeah.
0: it is it is a good promotional opportunity if you slightly overdo it. Yeah you if you underdo it it's completely useless. Mm-hmm. And uh somebody did a study, they're like a uh, a guy tweeted the same link once an hour every hour for 24 hours and had no loss in followers, had the same click through really? rate every time he tweeted <clears throat> it and like you you really can't if you if it's something you believe in that you're tweeting whether it's a joke or something you're promoting mm-hmm. then it, it it'll just get lost in the shuffle it. if you yeah. don't kind of overdo it.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I All think right. we
0: don't overdo it
2: enough, so. Yeah.
1: Except for when, like, I'll actually like start to write something, then I'll do like a couple things, and I'm like, I lost a follower. I don't even understand oh, yeah, how it works. I'm like, I've written two things. I'm like, if that's annoying you, I don't know why you were following <laughs> me in the first place. <laughs> right? Exactly. Know. Let
0: them go. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's not worth it. Well, um, so uh, what was your Twitter Twitter handle once more? Uh, just at Dax Jordan at Dax
0: yeah,
1: Jordan. Yeah, you, you got the basics. I'm funny uh, on yeah.
2: Instagram too. I'm On Instagram, Dax, Jordan, Dax, Dax Jordan on Jordan. Instagram.
1: Yeah. Why the Holy hell crap. crap. And
2: Dax Jordan dot com. Hmm. Damn. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's you got all, it all locked Dax-ing up all over That's me buddy that, I
2: don't know if that's the right way to Maybe that could be your new catchphrase on your
0: website well, so Daxing I'm, all over you. I'm trying to come up with <laughs> album titles And uh, Aaron Ross came up with Unprotected Dax
2: Oh that's good <laughs> That is good actually so That's pretty good yeah.
0: Although I'm leaning towards number one grandson that's, uh, it, which relates to a particular joke on the thing.
1: I'm trying to think of something rhyme with taxes, like death and daxes, or something <laughs>
0: like that. <laughs> teeth and daxes. Yeah, <laughs> with my big old teeth.
1: You got some sturdy teeth. Possibility.
0: There. Yeah, I got some There's piano some, keys. Yeah, Good looking choppers. Sure, they're tuned. yeah <laughs> All right, well, Dax- my
1: sister has bigger teeth too. I used to call them her chiclets. Ah!
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. Wow.
1: She's still kind of scarred from that. Actually, yeah. That's
0: that's pretty. That's oh, pretty. Oh, well, I'm scarred from having big teeth yeah. as a kid. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know she had such a little head and these giant teeth. Nah. Now her head's grown into. The- Not that her head's jet. She has a human head. I'll
0: cut this out and send oh, this. To okay, you. Thank she you. sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> she has a human head. Damn. Her and her
1: sexy human fellas. head. Fellas. She's single. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, today's her three year wedding anniversary.
0: Oh, so almost. Almost. Yeah, yeah. it's coming oh. up.
1: Uh. Bam. Yeah, buddy. I like that. <laughs> uh, send us an
2: email funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120 daxjordan.com. Check out everything he's got there. Also, go to funemploymentradio.com and pick up your tickets for the fun Employment radio five year anniversary party, November 14th, FunEmploymentRadio.com There you go. All right, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, Dax. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.
1: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.